Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a Satellite Sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. Thanks for being with us today. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. Uh, I'm, I'm in the closet and I am happy, happy to be here. Liz, what's happening there in Santa Monica? Well, Leon, I just got off the phone with my dog walker who called me just to see how things were going, just to shoot the breeze, because it's been uh, <laughs> it's been five weeks since we've had any professional interaction. I mean, times are slow for dog walkers because I think most people are home walking their own dogs. But mm-hmm. anyway, we had a good catch up. And uh, so so I'm good. Julie, how about you? Uh, this is Julie Dolan. I'm the oldest sister. I'm in Dallas, Texas. Uh, my dog, Oliver, has been attending Nan Academy for the last month. And you know what? He hasn't learned one darn thing. <laughs> he sleeps through class. Okay. <laughs> sleeps through class. How's it going there with Nana Academy, Jill? Any, any quick updates? Well, you know, I have to say kindergarten continues to be a high stakes game. Okay. Well, <laughs> we've talked about it on this show about, first of all, he has my grandson, Peter, who I am homeschooling, e-learning, whatever. Uh, he has to learn to read. Okay. Uh, we had to, I had to teach him about money. Okay. That's pretty fundamental. And now, now he has to learn how to tell time. Okay. And one more thing he needs to do before he goes to first grade, tie his shoes. And he, oh, told, wow. me, he told me that he's been having the girls in his class tie his shoes because he doesn't know how, but he said all the girls do. So they tie his shoes. <laughs> I do not want my grandson to be 30 years old and still wearing Velcro sneakers. You know what I mean? He has to learn how to do this. Whew, Julie. Julie, I got I got to say, I was about 30 years old when I learned how to tie my shoes. Nobody ever told me to tie my shoes. And so I was still, even at 30, using the make one bow in one hand, make one bow in the other hand, and cross them over method. And yes. somebody, it might have been one of you guys or a friend of mine, watched me tie my shoes one day and said, that is how you still tie your shoes? I was like, yeah, I don't know. I got skipped in the at home with the let's teach Liz how to tie your shoes. See, so. And you remember that, don't you? Yes. You see how yeah. high stakes kindergarten can be. Yeah. <laughs> well, good luck there, Nana. All right. We're all rooting for you. Keep us keep us updated. Uh, we have a full show today. Julie, you're up because last week we tasked you with figuring out the new American greeting and you've done it. You're a task force of one. You didn't need any help. You, you're no, going to announce I, the new American greeting. Is that I, true? I could not be more excited. This may be the biggest idea I've ever had in my whole life. And I mean that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Woo. All right. Okay. Liz, can, can you top that with cooking with Liz? I mean, can you top it? Well, I mean, you guys will have to tell me, I thought season five was, let's just say, successful i but it's up to you guys to like critique my performance and renew me or not for season six so i'm yeah i'm i'm on the bubble i know i'm always on the bubble with you two 
<laughs> All right, Liz. Uh, and I have um, I have more breaking news from the animal kingdom. Uh, last week, I talked to you about foxes. This week, I'm going to tell you about wolves. Uh, and then I had a lot of interaction with people sending me wildlife in, in the cities. I appreciate that. So we're going to have an animal update today. So that's a pretty, it's a pretty heavy show that we're doing. <laughs> I mean, thank goodness for the animals. Okay. Yes. Thank goodness, Julie. You're absolutely right. Well, you know what happened to me this week? For the first time since, uh, since stay at home rules went into place, I finally caught the cleaning bug. The cleaning and organizing bug. Huh? I've been watching other oh. people post photos of their perfect organized closets or cupboards uh you know people have been cleaning out garages and i have done none of that i have not been inspired to do anything other than keep the house clean you know i'd like to say it's not a wreck it's well maintained i i always clean my own house i clean my own house so i continue to do that but i have not gone the extra mile until uh -huh. this week and it started with my office. I needed to dig out a little bit in there. It mm -hmm. becomes a, you know, I, it, people just pile stuff in my office. If anything you comes seem to in, have a lot of stacks of things when I was visiting in the fall. That's yeah. what I noticed. Yeah. 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 I get, yeah. If anything comes into the house that they don't know what to do with, like my husband just puts it in my office, even if it's not related. <laughs> so I had to clean that up because I'm going to be doing so many Zoom interviews for my book coming out uh, next week. Oh, so yeah. I wanted uh -huh. to make it look good. And that that spurred, I, I sent a whole bunch of cards and letters out because I had all these cards and letters and notes I had to write and posted stamps. And I collected all the extra books I had. And I put those out on the, on the walkway because we have so many neighbors walking by. So I established a small free library out there. Oh, that's a good idea, Liam. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Yeah. yeah. I, had, I had some takers. I, I actually put a couple of my books out there just to see if people would take them. And they <laughs> were taken very quickly. So little little market research so then i started in on the car because my car has become sort of a secondary sanitation unit you know with yeah. the grocery stores and i've got the wipes in there and the gloves and the mask and this but we've also been taking the dog on a lot of hikes and she's shedding so i needed to clean out the whole car swab it out so yeah. i'm going i decide to like open up the glove box which who knows what's in there right i just who do, that is really a bold move sister <laughs> So I'm going deep. You can find foxes in there. No, I found literally 10 rolls of dental floss in my glove box. <laughs> because I guess when I go to the dentist mm. and they give me a free, you know, they always give me the little thing of dental floss and a, and a toothbrush. I guess that, that just never makes it into the house. So I had so much dental floss <laughs> and toothpaste and toothbrushes. I mean, I'm set for years in there. I was like, I guess apparently I don't floss my teeth while I'm driving. That's good news. But anyway, it just surprised me to have so much dental floss in the car. But that's that's good. It's good to stockpile, Liam. It's I'm syst it's all systematic now. Masks, gloves, everything we're putting plastic bags. I'm running a little bit low on the wipes, so I'm trying not to panic. And I know we can make those at home. So I'll uh -huh. be investigating that this week. I just have not seen any wipes in the store in a month. So, uh, but I think I'm all set. I'm ready to go. And I kept some dental floss in there because you never know. You never know. Do See, you? I have dental floss in my car, but that's so <laughs> like when, you know, if I'm going somewhere, just go last little quick check on my teeth. If I have anything in there, you know, yeah. do a little, little flossing. Okay. Not while I'm driving, Liam. Okay. <laughs> that's good. 
I can see you're happy I shared that little tidbit. Okay. Okay. Carry on. <laughs> no, I'm just trying not to, yeah, to picture that too much. So I didn't exactly start cleaning, but I did have to, I had to reset my home because I got stuck kind of halfway through what was going to be a project. And that was over New Year's, I decided that I needed to re-carpet my apartment. The carpet is kind of, you know, uh, let's just say past its prime. And I wanted to re-carpet it. And then I have, in a few places in my home, I have rugs on top of the carpet. So I, I ordered the new carpeting and then I took up the rugs. But then the new carpeting couldn't come in until a couple of other projects got done. So the work back schedule included the roofers had to finish re-roofing my building because I'm on the top floor. And so they had to re-roof because then once they re-roofed, I could get the people to come in to my bedroom and fix the giant hole in my ceiling that was due to the leak, which is why the re-roofing is getting done. So I can't really put the carpeting down until the roof is done and the hole is patched. And But I ordered the carpeting and then like, of course, because HOA, HE double hockey sticks, the re-roofing never got done, which meant the patching never got done. And so anyway, so the re-roofing had just started when, when the, um, when all the new orders came down. So I decided the other day, after five weeks of just looking at my beat up carpet, that I was going to bring the rugs out again and put the rugs back down because who knows when I'm actually going to be able to re-carpet. And I'm just going to say this, it is very hard to put rugs down under furniture as a one person operation. When I took them up, when I, when yes. I took them up, it was a two-person operation. I had someone here to help me. But putting them back down, it's just very hard. Like, it just, you're kind of balancing the dining room table and then sh kicking it underneath with your foot is very, very hard. But anyway, I have successfully put my rugs back down. They are a little crooked, but no one's coming in, so I don't care. If they didn't and that doesn't to be bother you to have a crooked rug? Oh. It bothers me. It bothers me every second, Julie. Yes, it bothers me. Every <laughs> but, it, but it bothers me less than looking at the stains that the, you know, it yeah. bothers me less than other things were bothering me. So now I just got to wait it out. Got to wait it out till the roofing gets done and this bedroom ceiling gets patched. And then I pull those rugs back up and the new carpeting comes in. So that could be Christmas. We don't know. But that's what well, I did this week. You have a lot to look forward to. That's all I can say. <laughs> so while you're waiting for your new carpet, okay, you can practice the new American greeting. We talked about this last week where we said people are just going to give up the handshaking because that that's, you're just, you know, you're just passing germs. We don't need to shake hands. But, and you, and I said, I would try to find a new greeting. And I looked around the world, you know, I've lived in a number of different places, but I kind of felt like international greetings that are, you know, so popular, like in Thailand or Japan, just really wouldn't work here. You know, they, they just, you know, and you, and you can't do any of that kissing, one kiss, two kisses, three kisses, none of that's going to work. So I thought we had to come up with something that was new, that was fresh and that was for our country. Okay, are you ready for this? Uh -huh. Yes, okay. God, this okay. is a big buildup, I can't wait. The clap, the clap. Here's <laughs> what we're gonna do. When you greet someone, you're going to clap your hands together. 
Let me tell you why the clap <laughs> is going to work, okay? First of all, young and all old can do it. I mean, you learn to clap your hands when you're a year old. You can do it until you're 90, okay? Everybody can clap, okay? If, you, if you're disabled, you can clap with one hand, you can clap with arms, or you could just nod. You can, so there's, there's lots of different ways that we can work it. But those that have two hands, you can clap, okay? And think about what a clap represents. It expresses excitement, gratitude. It can express attention. It certainly expresses recognition. A, a clap can be very poignant, yeah. very I, poignant I, I think when this you is think a, about yeah. Or it can be very perfunctory. If you don't know someone, you can just clap, you know, just uh, like a business clap, okay? Okay, it, it also can be very individual. I think this is why it's going to work here in this country, okay? You can, if you have jazzy hands, you can do a jazz clap, okay? You can do a double clap. You can be a loud clap. You can have a soft clap. You can be a masculine clap. You can be a feminine clap. You can be gender, gender neutral clap, okay? Any which yeah. way. You're going to be clap. So, <laughs> You're gonna, you can do it with gloves. You can do it with, you can show your clean hands. And yeah. here's, here is the kicker. This is the reason why I think this can work. I think that clapping the hands, we can commemorate all the healthcare workers that are helping us through this pandemic, okay? Because every night, you know, so many people in cities are, are, are clapping their hands, banging pots uh, to, to commemorate healthcare workers. I think we can do it. The clap. I love it. I, I love it. Wow. I, th I, I think it's bold. I think Great. that it, it's bold yet simple. That's what you want. Some, yeah. I think that is a huge idea, Julie. Is my, it's the biggest idea I've ever had in my whole life. There it is. <laughs> it is. There's something when you first said the clap, you know, the clap used to mean something different, but I don't think it means that anymore to most people. So, yeah, okay, I think Liz, the great American thing. OK, go. I mean, yeah. clapping. OK, uh -huh. call it clapping. OK, rather than the clap. OK, clapping. All right. You work on the brand name. I think we should spread it out. People can do just think about how how nice you just come up to someone. You clap. If you're really excited, you can clap twice. You can clap a hundred times, you know would be a very warm way to greet other people. Yeah. I, have a right. very, I have a very loud clap, so I'm for it. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> See, but, you, but it can be an individual clap. That's right. the other part that I like about it, Lee, and that people yeah. can express themselves however they want to. Yeah. And I okay. like the fact that this is, it's not like we're adopting something from somewhere else. This is, I mean, Americans are always about enthusiasm and moving forward and energy. So I like it. This is a huge idea, Julie. We're okay. okay. It's, it starts it. now. It we starts spread now. it out. We spread it. All right. Just uh, we'll call it clapping, but you know, the new American <laughs> greeting. All right. Okay. You're on, you're on. Yes. Congratulations. I'm going to do it. Why not? I mean, why not? It's, <laughs> I'm never shaking hands again. So you got to do something. So, so people don't actually intercept your hand and shake it. I don't want right. to do that. You keep See, and your this hands will busy. Cut, this will cut, cut off that completely. <laughs> keep, your, keep your hands. No, no, I'm clapping. No, no. Stay back. Back off. It's a very nice way of saying stay away. <laughs> well, it can be as 
It can be as yeah, it can be as defensive as you want, or it can be a, a very warm gesture. And and to think that it can be tied to this event in a positive way, I think it uh, it will help us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, Julie. It's I know. I can tell I stunned you too. I, I know you didn't think I was going to come up with anything good, and I did. Well, I considered it. I considered it kind of a long-term assignment that, you know, you pretty much had a while to figure it out. So the fact that you like nailed it on your first try, really, I'm clapping for you. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Nailed it. Nailed it. I love it. Uh, okay. Let's do it. Let's, let's do it. Julie, maybe, um, I, I feel like this is, this is Facebook liveable and Instagrammable. Yes. <laughs> so. yes. So, although okay. if I could get a celebrity endorsement, a couple of celebrity endorsements, we got to start small. Let's start with the satellite sisterhood. Okay. I want yeah. you to just yeah. try this again. Cause again, everybody can do it. Children can do it. Babies can do it. Yeah. You know, seniors can do it. Okay. It's great. Excellent. Okay. Uh, well here, speaking of, uh, everybody can do it. Uh, well, this, this is a terrible transition. So I, I have to talk about some book events now. Wow, I really blew that. <laughs> Leon, you have to you have to stop being sheepish about the fact that your book comes out next week and you're afraid of promoting it too much. The Satellite Sisterhood is behind you. We just want to know how can we support you. So please tell us how we can participate with you in the coming week. Thank you, Liz. That was a lovely setup. Thank you. I appreciate that because I did have a really exciting like eight city book tour plans and I was really looking forward to getting out and about and seeing people. I was very excited about this for more than just the book coming out. So to have to sort of revamp and do everything virtual, I'm I'm happy to do it, but it did take a while to set up. Uh, and um, I'm happy to announce that next Tuesday is when my book, The Sweeney Sisters, comes out. It will officially be, you know, purchasable. If you pre-ordered, it should arrive around that time, depending on who and where you pre-ordered it from. Your Kindle will drop that day. Your audiobook will drop that day. Um, and I have two virtual events happening that day that you can participate in. Both are free of charge. I have what I'm calling my East Coast premiere and my West Coast <laughs> premiere. Uh, so, okay. um, and I'm going to tell you that for the all the information, it's best to like my author Facebook page or to go to leandolan.com. I will try to keep those things updated because things are changing every day. Um, but I will also be posting in the Satellite Sisters pages, but I don't want to bug people too much. But premiere day is happening next Tuesday. That's the day books are traditionally published on Tuesday. So I will be appearing at 2 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. Uh, 11 Pacific time on the A Mighty Blaze Facebook page. Again, I'll put all this information at my Facebook page and the links. That's easy. If you're on Facebook, you can just like their page, watch me there. That will be a video, so it will stay up and you can see it. And that's great. I'll be talking to Robin Call and be one of many authors that they're talking to. But it should be at 2 p.m. Eastern time next Tuesday. So that's my East Coast premiere. My West Coast premiere, I'm doing an event for Vromans, which is my local bookstore, which is where I was supposed to be doing my big launch event in person. So I'm really happy that Vromans is a 100-year-old indie bookstore. They got their act together. They're just starting to do virtual events on Crowdcast. Okay, that's Crowdcast, not Zoom, Crowdcast. Uh, So that is at 6 p.m. Pacific time. 
Susan Wiggs, who's a New York Times bestselling author and who blew up my book, is going to be interviewing me. So that's a win-win. She has a huge fan base, and I'm really happy and honored to be interviewed by her. I haven't met her virtually or anything, but she we share an editor at William Morrow. So she read my book. She liked it, and she's going to interview me. That was a total surprise to me when I found out last week. So That's for the exciting. Craft, That's really exciting. Super nice of her. So uh, she lives out on an island off the coast of Seattle, too. So that's exotic. And um, uh, so for that one, you do have to pre-register. And I have links at my Facebook page and at my author page, at my website. I'll put it at the Satellite Sisters page. That you have to pre-register at Crowdcast. So it's not a Zoom. It's Crowdcast. That's how Romans is doing it. Up to 250 people can register for that, and there will be a video available after if you can't uh, participate live. But those are the two big kickoff events, 2 p.m. Eastern, uh, Mighty Blaze, 6 p.m. Pacific at Romans on Crowdcast. So that's it. Next Tuesday, that's happening. And so, That's so super. Exciting. Okay. So. So, so that's where you got the office cleaned up and you're going to, you know, you got the hair and makeup. I'm sure you're going to figure out how to pull that off, but yeah. you've been, and you, you looked good on that out. Facebook. You looked good on the Facebook lives you did yesterday. So obviously you've been testing this all out, Lee, and I think it's going to be great. Yeah. I've been trying to figure it out. I mean, cause I'm, I'm ending up doing a lot of them and I just want to avoid a bunch of mistakes. A lot of mistakes people are making where their face is really dark or their camera angles super low, like just just put your computer on a couple of books. I know. Raise, <laughs> raise I, the camera. <laughs> I have been screaming that at my television so many nights as I watch the news, Leanne. It's no. like, why haven't people figured that out yet? Don't look down at your can at your at your computer. That's it seems so obvious. But it's okay, so obvious. But yeah, okay. And I'm actually again, my son is a photographer. You know. So he's going to come over and light my office because uh, he's currently uh, out of work. So, <laughs> so mm -hmm. he's a free time. He's just going to put some soft background lighting in the office to Ooh, make a few things pop. Nice. Yeah, so that'll be nice. that'll be good. But I'm really looking forward to these events. I'm looking forward to the book coming out. Thanks everyone who has pre-ordered or been supportive. It's it's slightly awkward time to slightly awkward time to market stuff. But uh, I hope the book brings a lot of laughter and some joy and just a you know just takes you away for a couple of days as you read it. So it's here, the here. Sweeney Sisters launch event next Tuesday, uh, the 28th. Um, Fantastic. Liz, summer is coming up, and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling sure. there yes. with, your, with your butcher box. What, what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in, in Bend for a part of the summer, yeah. I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's I mean, great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what, uh, what, what I'm recommending. By the way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, you, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. ButcherBox gives you peace of mind and easy to find high quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. No antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz. Right. Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... <laughs> 
That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> nice to have something familiar there. <laughs> yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for a year offer plus Get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Okay, we're back, sisters. And uh, I just I just want, like, some advice, some guidance. Uh, I don't want to be the quarantine police, but I would have to say this week I've started to see a lot more socializing going on here in Dallas. Let me explain that I witnessed a baby shower on our street, uh, and I thought it was so cute. It was a bunch of cars. They were honking their horns. They all had signs for the new mama and papa. The mama and papa were sitting outside on their front lawns, uh, and probably 10 cars uh, were in this little caravan, and they, they came up to the couple. But then everyone in the car got out of the car with their signs, and they came up, they were social, they were doing, practicing social distancing from the new mother, but all of them were kind of clumping together. Uh, there wasn't, there weren't, you know, the, you didn't have the social distancing between the people who had come to the baby shower. So I just, mm -hmm. I don't know what to do. I, it, it makes me like nervous when I see that. We're also seeing a lot of, um, well, uh, first of all, what I'm calling COVID lawn chairs. Everyone in our neighborhood are bringing their lawn chairs onto their front lawns. So in the evenings, because the weather's a little nicer now, they're sitting out on the lawns. But then they're organizing like wine parties. They're inviting people over and they're sitting social distancing. I mean, they're practicing social distancing. Is that good? And then I see a lot of neighborhood kids starting to play together. I mean, that seems almost inevitable that right. you live next door to each other that you, you know, and kids are outside again on the front lawns that they start to play with each other. Um, what, what are we to do? Yeah. I, you know what? I hate to oversimplify it, but I think we should follow the rules. I think we should do <laughs> what the scientists and the doctors are telling us to do. So I know we're all sick of like not socializing, but it's just because five weeks have gone by or whatever it is in your in your neighborhood doesn't mean all of a sudden a virus behaves differently. So yeah, I understand. I think the, the baby shower sounds cute, but then either stay in your cars or do the six foot thing. I, I've seen that in my neighborhood too. People, I've seen everyone being really good though. A lot. I kind of like the fact that people have moved from socializing in their private backyards to being on their front law, lawns or front steps, but they are respecting the six feet. So you go by and people are kind of waving. Now, of course, we'll start them all clapping because that will be yes, the new American that. dream. Please do that. Yes. <laughs> I'm just going to walk by and clap for everyone. Oh. But yeah, I, th I think the number one rule is to follow the rules. So I don't know, like, who's supposed to be the quarantine cop? I, I think, I don't I think people do just, yeah. no, people just need to follow the rules. They need to do the right thing. It's about keeping other people safe, even if you don't want to do it for yourself. So, like, I don't know. It's tough because I think there is just a natural relaxing. I don't know. Leon, what do you think? Well, I don't know how you drink wine 
in the driveway if you're wearing a face mask. I mean, <laughs> right? I mean, in, in, I mean, we we're supposed to be wearing face masks outside. Yeah. So that there goes right. I mean, and once you put mm. the face mask on, I do find that I don't feel that social with. With the face mask. I agree. I agree. I, I don't want to speak to you. I'm just going to clap at people now. Hey, I mean, Julie, it's brilliant. I, I just, because I don't like, you're at least here, I know every state is different, but we're supposed to be wearing face masks. And from what I can tell, there is a, like an 80% compliance here in Southern California. Yeah. People are wearing their face masks. They're not, they are wearing of all ages. In fact, yes. I feel like young mm -hmm. people are complying probably at a, to a greater degree than the older people. And I feel like once it's a slippery slope, like once you start the wine party, oh, are you going to share a wine bottle? I, I don't know. I, I don't yeah. know. So, I, I don't. I'm with Liz. Like, we're just not doing any of that. That's, that's it. I mean, I can sit out on my stoop. That's fine. But I have a face mask on. Which again, not does not make me feel super social, but <laughs> I, so I, I but I understand you don't want to be the the COVID cop. That's a terrible role. No, no so, that is. Yeah. I, I'm just yeah. confused. All right, and a little fearful, uh, and you know, uh, so I following the mm. rules. So, yeah, seems okay. Like yeah. The so image I, I have... picture in my mind is that old ad from the STD days, maybe it was AIDS days, where it was like, you're not just sleeping with one person, you're sleeping with everyone they slept with. Remember those ads yeah, with yeah. the graphic uh -huh. of the two people and then like the, the giant tree underneath? That's the way I think of this. Like, yeah. it makes you seem like one interaction, but it's it's not just one. So I'm, yeah, I, I say stick to the rules. That's what I say. Yeah, I'd like to know what other people in the Satellite Sisterhood are doing, too. That would yeah. be. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I have a related moral dilemma because I read about this in the travel section of the LA Times. Now, I know if you edit the travel section of anything right now, it is really hard to come up with story ideas, right? So, yeah. you know, there are only so many times you can write the story about places you can see online, right? <laughs> but anyway, so... <laughs> They had, a, they had a story in the LA Times about several hotels in Southern California that are now offering what they're calling Zen office rooms for weekday use from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. So for, you know, for a reduced price, you can rent a room for the day so that if you're working from home, the WFH will be work from hotel instead of working from home. They also have a couple of rooms that they've outfitted as wellness suites. So you can't go to the gym, but this would in fact be gym like. So, so my first thought was, well, how are they cleaning these rooms? How could that even be possible? And I understand the people that own the hotels, they're trying to make a living and they're trying to keep people employed. I, I get that. So, but you may wonder, so how is the hotel cleaning these special suites? Well, Used rooms are left empty for 72 hours. Then the windows are open to air it out and the cleaning begins. Then all of the laundry is done on site to avoid contact with people outside the hotel and all the high touch areas, doorknobs and remote controls. Those are all disinfected. And the manager of the hotel said each person has to decide for themselves what they feel comfortable doing. And I'm not so sure that's true. I think our social contract here, again, is that we are trying to protect other people, not just ourselves. And if I'm using a room that then people have to come in and clean, then 
they have then I'm endangering them or we're still forcing people to go to work. But I understand the dilemma of people need jobs. So this was really a tough one for me. I think stay at home means stay at home. <laughs> I'm I'm yeah, trying to, I do too. I'm trying to stick with that. But but I understand we need hotel rooms for a lot of the first responders are getting free hotel rooms so they can right. be sleeping separate from their families but close to their hospitals thank goodness the hotels are doing that and here in california the city and the state are paying for that so that's great i'm just not sure i'm for individuals deciding well i get to go have a hotel room just because i would prefer that i, I don't know what do you guys think it's a tough it's call it's, I don't like to make judgments about what other people are doing, you know, that if the hotel... Didn't, didn't you just do that? Yes, I did. Yes, <laughs> but I told you I was uncomfortable about it. So, but I, and I feel the same way. I'm uncomfortable about this. If the hotels are open and that is, I mean, you know, that they're getting guidance, I guess, from your city uh, that this is acceptable uh, and, you know, people who are working at home, it can be a really, really chaotic situation at their home. And maybe, right. maybe they need that, you know, to get some important piece mm -hmm. of work done. You know, uh, uh, the wellness, uh, the wellness rooms, uh, they, they seem a little less compelling to me that, uh, it seems like you should, you can do a lot of wellness at home, but yes. you know, I, yeah, these I rooms are complicated. I know that they're men. Yep. That's what I think. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, mm -hmm. one of the other challenges I've been finding, it's kind of been making me laugh are all the emails, people trying to market and sell things in this time. I mean, I'm sympathetic because I'm trying to do that too, but <laughs> I mean, I feel for people and some of them just make me laugh. And last week I got two. Uh, a friend sent me one about uh, from Neiman Marcus encouraging you to buy dresses for your at-home date night. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, oh. and I mean, love you, Neiman Marcus. Love you. But that's Which is like, now, which is I was going to I, you know, declare bankruptcy. I, I know. I know. Mm. So I feel like buying a dress for date night. But then I got another one from Jay Jill also encouraging me to dress up for, for in-house date night. So now it's a thing. Like, oh, wow. Mm. So... I mean, God bless them. They're those marketing people. They're trying. They're all at home going, what can we do? I mean, it's very sensitive. But this one I got from Bobby Brown, which I appreciate. Uh, uh -huh. She uh, did a Bobby Brown makeup, did a tutorial on how to do your makeup for Zoom calls. I thought oh. that was a really good. good that is a service. That is a public service. God, I love Bobby Brown. Good for yeah. her. Yeah. And maybe is yeah. she focusing on eye makeup for when you're wearing your face masks? Because that. <laughs> seems like uh, you're going to want to punch up that area section of your face a little go with the smoky eye yeah the smoky eye rather than the bold lip is probably the way that we're going to go forward right and then what about like summer clothes are you starting to get things like ooh, yeah. perky, I, I, I got an ad an email ad uh from uniqlo that was level up your look at home which i think they're saying get out of those sweatpants okay <laughs> Isn't that what it is? Yeah. yeah. Level up your look. Okay. I got an Instagram ad that in my feed that was for bathing suits. And I thought, when am I going to need one of those? 
you know, right now, right now the Pacific Ocean is closed, as well as all of my local pools. So, uh, plus, by the time I can go back in the ocean, who knows what size I'll be? That's what I really thought. I could be. I'm not going to commit to a specific bathing suit size until the current unpleasantness is over. You know what? I actually bought a bathing suit this weekend, Liz, because one of my twisted uh, realities was, well, maybe I'll get a tan this year. You know, <laughs> maybe that could really help. Mm-hmm. I haven't really tanned in years, but oh, I may get a tan. So uh, I bought a suit this week. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> well, Happy shopping, time. people. Uh, You know, sisters, I want to share with you uh, an article that I saw that I wanted to talk about. It says uh, it was in the Wall Street Journal. It was written by Dr. Shane O'Mara. She he or she is a professor of experimental brain research at Trinity College, Dublin. Um, And the article was entitled Why Walking Matters Now More Than Ever. Now, of course, that is the only exercise that most of us can get other than the home gym thing that we're all out there wandering around. Um, but I thought this article was really important because I think we've, we've mentioned this on Satellite Sisters before, but there really is clinical research to show that walking can be a behavioral preventive against depression. The more you walk, the better it is. And the reason why is because walking helps to produce protein molecules in your muscles and your brain that help to repair the wear and tear on your muscles and your brain, okay? It actually, walking can reduce the uh, certain types of inflammation. And that what uh, Dr. O'Mara wrote was walking upright, okay, is is essential to our nature as a human being. Uh, And when you think of it from a mindfulness, mindfulness point of view, that like, you know, you as a baby, you learn to stand up and you learn to walk. And that's that's what, you know, we have done. And it's essential to our nature. And you should keep walking because it is so fundamental to your nature. But this new brain research they're doing, sisters, really shows that movement through the world changes the dynamics of the brain of your brain itself. Like you actually learn more when you're walking than if you were sitting, um, sitting, you know, for your whole day. Let's say you're listening really? to podcasts. Oh. Yes, you learn more when you're walking because of these protein molecules that are doing it. Walking also boosts creativity. Where do you think I got this great idea for clapping? Okay, <laughs> it was walking. Okay, and Stanford scientists have done studies uh, where you know they've given it. Uh, they've given a task like, okay, you need to come up with four new things. And they have different control groups, some that are sitting at a desk trying to come come and do it versus people that go out, walk for 20 minutes. And the people that are out walking come, you know, have a much easier time more cre- and develop more creative answers than the group that's sitting at your desk. And I just thought this was a lovely thing to think okay. about right now I- when, you know, when it is all we can do how important it is, how essential it is, how it can help prevent depression, and that it may boost your creativity. Excellent news, Julie. I believe that. That's what I like to share. Okay. I do a lot of writing in my head when I walk. So, yeah, I've always been a big believer in walking. And, I, yeah, I wander around a lot. So I like it. I like it. Okay. 
All right. Well, I was going to throw in a little news about how my Fitbit downgraded my sleep score from good to fair. But I think we should just skip over that and go right to the animal follow up, Leanne, because (laughs) I want the. It's just you had so many good things on your list. I think we should go right to more good news about our planet. Okay, here we go, Liz. Remember last week I told you about the book I listened to while I was walking the dog, and I retained a lot of facts from it, Julie. Maybe that's why, because I was moving and walking and out in nature, and I enjoyed it, and it was called The Hidden Life of Foxes. And I was amazed that to learn that there were foxes in London. I didn't know that there were foxes in urban areas. This charmed me so much that there would be these charming, beautiful, bushy-tailed, healthy foxes running around. And I wondered, why is there no animated show? Why haven't we seen the foxes in London? Because that seems like a natural. And here's why. Because uh, I, got, I got a Facebook post. Oh, shoot, I forgot to grab her name. Uh, Lee, I think, who lives in London. I get, I'll check it by the end of the show. Okay, so Lee lives in Southwest London. And here's what she said. The foxes in my area of Southwest London are mangy and a menace. Oh, my gosh. Oh. You're, you're killing me. She said one even stole her favorite fit flop sneaker the other night. Okay, so that's that seems wrong. I'm sorry. They get into trash cans. They strew garbage around the front yard. They do their best to make these trash cans horrible. It's like we need PPE to clean up after them. And they're super loud, she said, particularly during mating season. Oh, God. oh my god this doesn't boxes. sound like a good kids movie at all it's not i said listen we got to clean up this pitch okay i i like the stolen sneaker storyline i think we can work with that but come on let's let's make those foxes sing puccini when they're mating all right that's much more cinematic and she responded it sounds more like rossini so there you go she's an opera lover okay. uh, it kind of killed me that they sound like they're a combination between like pigeons and rats fox foxes yeah right? yeah that's not good that that's really I I hate I hate knowing that now because <laughs> I was with you picturing just these beautiful silky cute foxes like yeah. just foxing around the city streets you know yeah. red foxes against all that London red brick I thought that was very cinematic. Well, Liz, if this makes you feel better, she does write that in London foxes are clever survivors, which is great, but they are not our friends. Okay, all right, okay, but here's okay. more good news. Here's good well, news. Uh, Sandy, Sandy posted this uh, because I mentioned Pizza Rat the other day, and uh, you know the famous New- New rat, York, New York yes. Pizza that Rat was carrying uh, a pizza down into the subway, and there was some amazing footage last week of Pizza Groundhog. I, I don't know if you've seen this. Have you seen like Pizza it. Groundhog? Yes. Okay. Oh my God, it makes me laugh every single time. Uh huh. Yeah. I look at it like I look, Sandy. I look at it ten times a day now. This, if you haven't seen Pizza Groundhog, just Google him. Uh, he's just a groundhog eating pizza on someone's back porch in Philadelphia. And the thing is, he stood there for an hour and ate the pizza while the dogs were trying to get his attention. And he's just eating that pizza like he's got nothing else to do but eat pizza. <laughs> Sandy, thank you so much. That brightened up my week. Really brightened up my week. I would like to shout out to Dr. Jennifer. Uh, she's a historian from Australia. Thank you, Dr. Jennifer, who reached out to me on Twitter. Said, Leon, file this for your animals in the wild. Spectacular footage of a, the empty streets of Adelaide 
except for one very determined kangaroo who was just <laughs> bounding down the sidewalk in Adelaide. Like he or she had somewhere very, very important to go. And they showed the kangaroo <laughs> crossing the street and like avoiding a car and then getting back on the sidewalk on the other side of the street. I mean, that kangaroo was moving. So thank you very much, uh, Dr. Jennifer. I appreciate it. Now, um, <laughs> couple of recommendations for this week uh how about wolves do you enjoy wolves julie and liz do you like wolves yes yes always loved yes yeah they're Mm -hmm. controversial you know uh pro and con wolf stuff but i find them interesting yes okay if you feel you should listen to these it's a two-part uh podcast series about wolves i've always been interested in wolves and particularly the wolves of yellowstone because i was living in jackson when they were starting to talk about reintroducing the wolves to that ecosystem and it's been a wildly successful program so uh two of my two of my favorite podcasts did a double episode this week about the wolves of yellowstone one is criminal so there's a crime story involving wolves and then one is this is love so there's a love story involving wolves and we'll put links in the show notes to both of these shows but there it's a wonderful pair of podcasts and there are a lot of wolf facts and wolf experts and i think you'll enjoy it and julie it may change your mind about wolves it's been a very successful reintroduction but here is one fact i want to bring to the sisterhood because you're probably all out of conversation at your dinner tables, right? <laughs> you're one yes. percent sick and tired of each other. You're sick and tired of talking about this. So you're thinking, what can I talk about? All right. So, you know, we love dogs here. Here's yeah. a dog related fact that goes back to the wolf. Stay with me. Okay. Liz, remember when you would come to my house and our German shepherd, Mia, she just loved you. And she would come and she would lick your she, face. Lick, lick, lick. She loved you. She loved me mm-hmm. yeah. okay i was her i was her favorite person you were she, and she licked your face and she didn't yeah. lick anybody else's face but yours and i was so, sort of jealous but now i know where that behavior comes from it comes from wolves and here's what you need to know about the wolf so when a male wolf the daddy wolf or the mommy wolf goes out hunting for the wolf cubs uh they kill something say it's a hare or a badger or maybe even a fox they kill that Uh, about 20 pounds or so, they're going to bring it back home to the fam uh, to feed them. Um, But they don't want to carry it in their mouth because that's kind of awkward. So what do they do? They eat it. And then their plan is to regurgitate it when they get home. And nice. Oh, this is going to be good dinner conversation. It's good. No, your your grandkids are going to love this because they're going to, they're never going to forget this. So when the daddy wolf comes home and he's, you know, chowed down on the wild hare, the little wolf pups come running over, and you know what they do to trigger regurgitation? They lick his face. Oh, they lick, 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 oh. lick. That is why dogs lick our faces. It's this wild behavior that's been domesticated out of them. But Liz, they want you to give them 20 pounds of meat. That's, <laughs> that's it. They wow. Can't be- back. I can't believe Mia thought I had that in me. She had a lot of confidence in me to provide for her. <laughs> So there you go. That's this. To Very this. fascinating. Elaine, I am going to, I am going to re- retell that story. I'm going to, that's going to be a winner. Yeah. Thank if you. you. If you listen to the full podcast too, you can probably really, um, really yeah. a- a- add more to that. So I would suggest you do that before you go in with this huge material, really save it for a good night, save it for, a, listen to the two podcasts. You could fill up a week's worth of dinners. So okay. that's it. <laughs> Animal facts. Thanks for sending. 
Thanks for sending. All right, we're going to get to cooking with Liz. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. (laughs) In their skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils, I love it all. That duo they have going. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the mega moisture duo, yes. you can you can literally see your skin get firmer and it just delivers <laughs> this full body glow. Okay. You know, we have raved about the Andaria algae body oil. Mm-hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria collagen body oil. Youthful, yeah. Liz, a youthful yeah. glow is going to happen. <laughs> and it's infused with Osea's signature Andaria seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself <laughs> because you're worth it. <laughs> that's, that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code Sad Sisters. So this is it. This is a win-win-win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSISTERS at oseamalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to oseamalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. Okay. Well, this is okay. This is my favorite part of the show <laughs> is when, uh, when, we, when you guys get to review and renew or not cooking with Liz. For those of you who are just catching up with this, during, um, during the current unpleasantness, I decided that I was going to teach myself a few things, like some more domestic skills than I normally concentrate on. And because I normally cook for one, I am just not a very ambitious or interested cook. So I thought, okay, you know, I could learn a few new tricks. And you guys encouraged me by saying, you know, don't try to learn big, complicated things that are going to become staples in your repertoire. Why don't you just learn a handful of things that are always going to be delicious, relatively easy to prepare, but a little bit more ambitious than what you normally do. And you can just build up this list of go-to items, right? That's what you asked me to do. So, um, So in season one, I attempted moussaka, which was my own choice. And maybe that was a little too ambitious, but whatever. In season two, you challenged me to do um, Ina Garten's roast chicken. And that was a success, wasn't it, sisters? I think yes, that came out well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Season three, I did Claire Tansy's vegetarian chili, which was delicious and looks beautiful. Season four, I mastered the frittata. And uh, and also learned a lot about related egg dishes. 
that's helpful. And in, and in season five, the challenge you gave me was to recreate something delicious I had eaten before and wanted to learn how to make myself. So I chose um, a dish that I had had at Rancho La Puerta, which is I was there with a friend in December, and it's all vegetarian there at the rancho. And I chose Tori Borelli's, she's the chef who was visiting that week, turmeric spiced cauliflower and broccoli with capers. The capers sort of clinched it for me because if you've been paying attention, you realize that and capers is one of those things that I dump in as many things as possible. Anyway, here was the big revelation for me in season five. And you guys, you two have been saying it from the beginning, but I think I really internalized it in this season that, you know, what you need to cook are simple things just put together in a delicious way. I think I never understood why one recipe is better than another. And with Tori Borelli's recipe, you had the roasted vegetables, which I do all the time anyway, but these were coated in turmeric, so that was a little special. And then this unbelievably delicious um, yogurt sauce that went with it that I would make, oh my God, I could make that five nights a week now and just pour it on top of everything. So I think that was, I think Good. that was- She's learning a lot about cooking. Yes. Yes. I think the big revelation was just the, those staples of delicious things that you can kind of mix and match. So I learned that. And then also you remember in season three, I invested in what I considered to be a lifetime supply of chili powder because uh, the veggie chili recipe called for chili powder. Well, the, the dipping sauce here in season five also called for chili powder. And I was skeptical because I had only ever used it once before, which was in season three. And, but season five, the chili powder in the yogurt dressing was so delicious that our sister Monica even texted me to say, chili powder is the new balsamic because she knows that my previous go-to flavor was balsamic vinegar, which I would just dump into everything. So now I've got the veggie chili. I've got the uh, chili powder that I can start adding to things. So anyway, I feel like it was a solid season and it really is all starting to come together for me now as far as like why you cook the way you do and why certain recipes are just become your favorites. So anyway, that's it for me. I had a couple of comments that I got from listeners that I want to review, but only after I hear from the two judges, Leon and Julie, um, now is your chance to weigh in. Uh, where where could I improve? Go ahead, Joel. Well, Liz, first of all, it looked delicious, that recipe. Uh, and I, you know, it's so good that I plan to try that. I know Leon has already tried it. I plan to try it. I will say I enjoyed this season. I thought you were very, very successful. It was revealing to me that my grown sister doesn't have a vegetable peeler. And now I know she doesn't have measuring spoons. Okay. Which <laughs> seems like fundamental building blocks of like anything. Okay. But really, can I tell you how much I loved all the live action shots that where you were just hacking away <laughs> at those shallots and that poor jalapeno pepper. Uh, I, I just couldn't believe it. But it all stems from the fact that you are using a stage prop as a knife, Liz. Okay. <laughs> yeah. that, that knife we received from C Cabot Cheese. Okay, we all got the same set. It was a beautiful cheese board, some delicious little delicious Cabot Cheese, and 
a stage prop of a knife. You weren't really ever <laughs> supposed to use that. You were supposed to put it on display, perhaps for some giant cheese board that you were setting out. But there you are just hacking away. <laughs> Yeah, I, I had to I had to call Monica. I was laughing so hard. Monica was howl. Our sister Monica was howling. So we would like more live actions uh, shots. And then finally, uh -huh. speaking of stage props, when you put out that pick stick. <laughs> oh, my God. I, that I thought was that was a very solid idea, but it didn't. Yeah, that really was pan that out. was just really that was so boffo. And your friend uh, in the window, the window just again just uh, it continues to delight. Uh, but really, a totally solid job, beautifully plated. Everyone loves your plates and your tiny bowls, Liz. So well done. <laughs> Liz, I, I would just add. Yes. I have to yes, second. I, uh huh. Yeah. The, the window. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. I have to second the knife situation and that to me, I was worried that you were going to hurt yourself. Like it's, that's not a chef's knife. That's the that's a prop knife. And, um, and having worked in professional kitchens, I'm just very, very aware of safety issues in a kitchen. Like that's going to land you in the ER. I mean, really that, you know, that's the kind of thing where a proper knife is actually a safety tool and, and that is not a proper knife. And when you were saying, I don't know how people chop, chop, chop. Well, it's because they have right the knives. They have a chef's knife, which rolls, and you just keep the tip on the mm -hmm. ground. And then it has a shape that allows you to go up, 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 and down and roll with it. So do you have a chef's knife? I I do. It's just, it's so dull. I mean, it's, it's okay. probably like 20 years old. So okay, I, knife so sharpener. the theater Yes, I know. I know. I could do that, but I didn't okay. really need it until now. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> okay. Good point. And then even the chopping board, I that that it's just loud. If you're actually going to use it, so it's like a glass chopping board you have, which is fine. But yeah, you might want to look into a, a different chopping board and just for safety, a knife. But that because I'm <laughs> proud of you. Otherwise, it looked absolutely delicious. But I was scared, and I thought, well, now she's alone in her apartment, and she's going to cut bleed to death. Yes, she's going to bleed yes. to death with Paula standing outside and who can't go in. And so. Uh, but other than that, Liz, you did a great job and you you're totally getting the point of the challenge. You've really added some great recipes to your rotation that you can go back to again and again. And you've also learned the secret of sauce. You know, sauce can make anything a little bit. Yes. better. So taking the time to make a homemade dipping sauce or dressing, it just perks up anything. And you can now you can play around with the ingredients now. So uh, I was I was also concerned about the Nutribullet, but uh, I'm going to let let that go. I'm going to let that go. But um, you did great, Liz. You did great. Okay. okay. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I do want a special thanks to my neighbor, Paula. She's two doors down in my building. Those of you who watched season one will remember Paula saved the day by, at the last minute, bringing by some flour so I could make the bechamel sauce for the moussaka. But um, in, in season five, she was my guest visitor at what we're now just calling Liz's Tasting Window. And those of you who have not seen any of these episodes yet, uh, you, you might not really get like what a good gimmick the Liz's tasting window is but I got one super funny post in the Facebook group Barbara posted 
because you've heard me explain about the upstairs people versus the downstairs people in my HOA stories. Barbara said, how is it possible to have someone stand at a window on the second floor? <laughs> Which it was a totally legit question, Barbara. I do have an interior courtyard. So people can st- on the second floor as well as the first floor. People can stand outside my window. So, uh, yeah. And a couple of other um comments here people are now besides just commenting on my let's just call it uh poor cookery uh they're also commenting on production value of the actual show it's a you know you can see it's a lot i'm live it's a lot to juggle at the same time so so kathy said could you hold your plates or bowls down lower kathy i'm getting conflicting comments from the audience on this because that all depends on whether you're watching it vertically or horizontally if you're watching it vertically on a phone versus horizontal uh on a laptop then sometimes the comments were covering my plates or bowls when i was holding them lower so i'm not sure what to do about that but i'm sure kathy you're right for some people it's harder to see the the food on the plates or bowls becky felt like the tasting window should get its own merch collection um (laughs) and it it, maybe just the hat i know that the hat was controversial i did wear a chef's toque in season five maybe just the hat i'm i'm not sure i'm going to be able to put myself in an apron but okay thank you becky and Margaret said, please don't use a glass or clear cutting board. And the, and she's a professional. She like runs a, I think she said like a knife department or something. I would have to look up <laughs> the Facebook should, message. You should again. make friends with her, Liz. Yeah. I am. I am. I'm reaching out to Margaret, like back channeling to Margaret to get a knife recommendation. But several people made the comment. I was, I have... I have acrylic cutting boards and I had that glass one. I used the glass one because I thought it would look better on the show. But I think I should have used the plastic. It wouldn't have been as noisy. And according to Margaret and others, the glass dulls my knives, which are already pretty dull, pretty dull. So, okay, I'm just, I'm learning so much. It's all, it has been very, very exciting. But I guess the key question now is, you know, have I made enough progress, sisters, to get renewed for a season six? Well, Liz, I mean, of course, uh, of course. I mean, the people demand it. The the people demand more cooking with Liz. And so this time what we've decided to do is just, again, sticking with the theme of upgrading some items that you already cook. I know you eat and cook a lot of salmon. You do a lot of grilled salmon in particular, but I'm suggesting the uh, the overnight salmon recipe that I've posted several times in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. That's just a winner for entertaining or if you want to upgrade your own salmon. It does involve some knife skills because you're going to, have to be chopping some things. Yeah. It does involve capers, but it is a, and it does involve a side sauce. So I think this will really oh, complete... Okay. It will really complete your uh, your whole shop, your whole cooking repertoire. You've got a chicken, you've got a salmon, you've got a roasted veggie, you got the chili. I mean, I don't know what more we could give you. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll figure something out. Well, if we'll work on other things, seven. but I think this yeah. is a great challenge for you, Liz, and you're going to love this salmon. Yeah, it's, it's, it's delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I do love salmon anyway. So, okay, that's great. I'll I'll get that recipe and I'll put that recipe in the show notes and also post it in the in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. So here's 
now that I'm renewed for season six, here's the schedule for season six. I'll be in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group live Thursday at noon to talk. We'll all talk through the recipe together. Uh, Saturday at noon for whatever the mise en place slash prep is. And this has like an overnight sauce. So I guess I guess I can be making the sauce on Saturday, right, Leon? That would be good. Well, you need to prep the fish the day before, too. It sits, okay. it sits in the fridge. It marinates. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So, so that'll happen on Saturday. And then on Sunday, we will have the cooking and the plating and the presentation. It's it's getting harder and harder to book people to come to Liz's tasting window because, you know, people aren't allowed over. Um, but I'm going to I'm going to work on that. Maybe I could have a repeat guest. People have asked to meet Bernard. I've talked a lot about Bernard. Maybe Bernard will be available on Sunday to come to Liz's tasting window. Uh, he, you know, lives across the, the hall there. I never know what his work schedule is, but we'll find out. Anyway, thank you for your confidence, Ian and Julie. I'm very happy to get renewed for another season. Oh, one last thing. One last thing. I was just like a mistake that I made this season on Sunday. I roasted the vegetables off the air and then took them out. And then you only saw me do the final prep and plating on the air. So what I forgot to do is what all good cooking shows do is tell you what I did while you weren't watching. So I got a lot of questions about, wait a minute, what's on the vegetables? Ugh. I never reviewed that. I, I, I had posted the recipe, but I did not, I did not review that. So again, it's constantly balancing the cooking with the production and the presentation. So yeah, so I, I just completely skipped over mentioning the turmeric and uh, anyway, so, but I, I posted the recipe again so people can renew. So thank you for your confidence, everyone. I look forward to seeing you again Thursday at noon. That's Pacific time. And if you missed any of the episodes, you can just go to the Satellite Sister Facebook Facebook group and if you search on cooking with Liz they'll all pop up or if you go if you're on our group on the there's a column on the left hand where you can click on videos and all of the videos are saved there so there you go if you want to binge watch the first five seasons of cooking with Liz and who doesn't and who doesn't right? <laughs> uh, do we have time to do some yep. quick yeah let's quick do this entertaining sisters yeah. okay this is my pick uh I think it, it is a very moody pick, but perhaps you're in this mood, Wallander. It's available on Masterpiece Theater on PBS, but it's also on Amazon Prime. It stars Sir Kenneth Branagh. Now, you know him best as a Shakespearean actor, my dear. Uh, I, I'm of you know, great, uh, great skill. But he is, plays a soul-searching Swedish police inspector hunting out crime in rural Sweden. So think of Hamlet as a detective. That's what this series is about. Okay. Wow. I half yes. the scenes I half expect Kenneth Branagh to show up in some Shakespearean tights for the crime scenes. I mean, it's very moody, very internal, super well acted, great cast. Uh, give it a give it a whirl. That Lawland or available on Amazon Prime and also it's on Masterpiece Theater at PBS. Yeah, we loved it. We've seen both the Swedish version and the Kenneth Branagh version. There's just so many Volvos in the TV shows. Yes, yes, there are. I mean, so many Volvos. So many. Good point.
Okay, I have one. I have one quick programming note. Um, you may have heard that this weekend on ESPN on Sunday night it was the premiere of a ten-part documentary series called The Last Dance, which is the Michael Jordan's final season um, with the uh, with the Chicago Bulls. And you won't be surprised to learn that it set new viewership records at ESPN, highest viewed documentary ever to air on ESPN. So uh, so now there are eight more episodes coming. But what I wanted to mention is for those of you that might have like younger kids, they created a version that they're running on ESPN2 that's edited a little bit differently. And what it says here is, quote, without the vulgarities used in the candid interviews. So in the the main version on ESPN, it's, you know, the people being interviewed just kind of let it rip. But if you want to watch it on ESPN too, where they edit around some of the, some of the language, uh, they did that for you. So I would suggest that if you've got, if you've got younger people, cause it is super fun, you know, it's a, and people are kind of sports starved. So there you go. Great. Yeah. Huge, huge ratings for that. Six and a half million people watching. That's a big, those are big numbers for a documentary. Uh, yes. All right. Good recommendations there, Liz. That's good to know. I had heard, you know, I was, I mean, I wasn't surprised they were running it sort of as is with a lot of language, but it's good to know that there's a, a cleaned up version. Okay. Mm -hmm. I would like to thank Jess from London, not Lee from London. It was Jess from London that posted about the foxes. And I, I, again, she punctured my dreams, but Jess, thank you for weighing in. I like knowing that we have a fox watcher there in London. Thank you so much. And thanks to uh, all of you in the Satellite Sisterhood who, who support these sponsors. We really appreciate it. A big thanks to Sergio Enriquez, who is putting this show all together from his home. We miss seeing you, Sergio. Thank you for continuing to come to work for us in your own way. We appreciate it, Sergio. Uh, all right, to-do list. I I'm going to start because it's mainly a reminder for me. Tomorrow is my husband's birthday, and I can't forget it. I have. Okay. I am really bad with his birthday. I have blown it a couple of years. Just for some reason, this date does not stick in my head. And I know he needs bandanas. So I'm <laughs> I'm going to get him. I'm going to go <laughs> to Target. Good. I'm going to get him a bandana. Because I had given him a bandana that I just had around. Like when all of a sudden we had to wear face masks. I was like, here, just take this bandana. What I did not realize was that it was a promotional bandana for Outlander, Julie. My <laughs> <laughs> Not really the look he was going for. That's very funny. I, I she walked in with it the other day and I saw the Outlander logo. I'm like, wow, all right. It's not a kilt, but you look pretty sexy in that. Uh, so I got to get him a, an actual legit bandana. So that's for me. Don't forget to go get your husband a birthday gift. Thank you. Okay, this is Julie okay. on my to-do list. You know, I'm out walking, coming up with these great ideas. So everyone get out there, start clapping, make that happen. And I'm going to be working on, this is my next big business idea, drive through chocolate bar store. Think about it. <laughs> yes. Think about yeah. it. it. We need it, uh -huh. right? Wouldn't you love to do that? Just drive somewhere, pick up a chocolate bar, keep on driving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Liz, you have anything on your to-do list? Well, I just clicked open the new recipe I've been assigned, Leah, and I see that it calls for horseradish. So I'm yeah. going to get on the hunt for securing some uh, horseradish, which I love, by the way. So thank you. That that recipe calls for dill, capers, and horseradish, all of which I love. I just yeah. don't have horseradish just, in the house. You're, so. you're already starting? We're still on the show list. Wait until you're finished. <laughs> That's I'm it. 
I'm afraid Liz is going to leave us and just spin off and start doing cooking links and just leave satellite <laughs> sisters. It's like when our sister Sheila wanted her own show. After like, we've done like three episodes of Satellite Sisters and she said, I think I'd like my own show. Uh, that's what it's going to be. <laughs> good time. Good number. All right. Okay. All right, we got to get going. Uh, all right, sisters, have a great week. You too. All right, Julie. You too, Leah. Hey, have a great week, Julie. Julie. Okay. Don't forget, clap your satellites.